0: did ...most admirably in capturing my particular features, and I am most pleased with the result. And, oh, I am so very pleased with all the other parts of my beautiful ship as well. She is called a brigantine, having two sturdy masts, square-rigged on the foremast with three fore-and-aft sails off the front, and the mainmast rigged with a fore-and-aft spanker as mainsail. She is, in dimensions and sail rig, much like my first real command, HMS Wolverine, which was a brig. But in elegance and spirit, she is much more like my beautiful emerald, who now sleeps beneath the sea. I like saying brigantine better than brig, as it sounds more elegant. And oh, she is elegant. I fell in love with her at first sight, lying all sleek next to Raffles Wharf, looking as if she wanted to shake off the lines that bound her to the land and go tearing off to sea. It was from there that we did take her directly for her sea trials, and she performed most admirably, running before the wind like a greyhound, dancing over the waves and pointing up into the weather like she wanted to charge directly into the teeth of the gale itself. Glory! I had purchased the Lorelei Lee from a Captain Ichabod Lee, who had named her after his daughter. I decided to keep the name, the mythic Lorelei being something like a mermaid who sat on a rock on the Rhine River in Germany and lured poor sailors to their doom with her singing. So it seems appropriate somehow, my having been something of a mermaid myself in the near past, as well as my being a singer of songs, though I wish no doom on any poor sailor. How could I afford such a splendid craft, you ask, hmm? Well, that's where the mermaid bit comes in. Earlier this year, I had been sent by British Naval Intelligence on a treasure-hunting expedition, diving on a Spanish wreck off Key West in Florida. It was entirely against my will, but my will or wishes don't seem to matter much in this world. The wreck was the Santa Magdalena, and she had yielded up much, much gold and silver, so much so that it didn't seem quite fair that King Georgie should get all that loot and that I should get none. No, it did not. I, who was the one who risked life and limb and peace of mind by diving down into those horrid depths to bring up all that gold from the Santa Magdalena, no, I did not find it fair at all, not by half. So I squirreled away a few of the gold ingots, uh, well, actually about fifty of them, in the hold of my bonny little schooner, replacing part of her ballast, and after the diving was done, hauled it all up to Boston. And speaking of ballast, I have in my hold right now the self-same diving bell we had used to get me down two hundred and fifty feet into the Caribbean Sea. I had the thing on my little schooner, the Nancy B. Allsop, when we were detached to return to Boston, and since no one was here to claim it, I stashed it, under cover of night, of course, deep in the hold of the Lorelei League. It's as good a ballast as any dumb lead bars, and who knows, it might prove useful some day. So anyway, we got back to Boston, revealed the golden stash to the astounded Mr. Ezra Pickering, my very good friend and lawyer, And he set about converting the gold into cash, lines of credit and what not, hiding it all very cunningly in various dummy corporations and holding companies so that King Georgie wouldn't find out and perhaps be a bit miffed. Clever man, that Ezra. Hammers have been pounding since the day of the Lorelei's purchase. We have constructed four relatively spacious cabins, two on either side aft on the mess deck just under my cabin. "'Forward of them, we have twelve regular-sized cabins, "'big enough for a bed, dresser, and dry sink, "'again on each side, making a total of twenty-four. "'Then we have three levels of open hammock spaces, two hundred hooks in each. "'The upper level, being a bit airier than the lower, "'will be more expensive, of course. "'It's all in what one can afford. "'Hey, I have swung my hammock in many a dank hold, "'and what was good enough for me will be good enough for them.' I intend to give everyone, regardless of birth, plenty of fresh air and as good food as I can manage. We can carry three hundred passengers as well as thirty crew. And yes, of course, the fitting out of my beautiful cabin continues, the design of which is being directed by my very good John Higgins, second in command of Faber Shipping Worldwide. Never let it be said that Jackie Faber goes any way but first class when she can afford it, and Higgins does not.